48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Kenny Hodgart. Tonight's headlines. For the first time in Hong Kong, real name registration will be required of people buying tickets for concerts. The government says the policy is a way to stop scalping. A new fleet of police armoured vehicles known as Sabretooth Tigers is expected to come into operation next month. And President Biden has called for Americans to stand up to the gun lobby after an 18-year-old gunman killed 19 children and two teachers at an elementary school in Texas. For the first time in Hong Kong, real name registration will be required of people buying tickets for concerts. The government says this will apply to upcoming concerts by the popular boy band Mirror and that the policy is a way to fight scalping. Wendy Wong has more. The Leisure and Cultural Services Department said it took the initiative to discuss with organisers of the upcoming shows on ticket sales and emission arrangements. Real name registration will be adopted for ticket sales through the Optic system so as to reduce the chance of ticket scalping. The department also called on ticket holders to arrive early at the concert venue. Acting Secretary for Home Affairs Jack Chan wrote in a Facebook post that the arrangement could protect public interest and ensure fans had fair chances to buy the tickets. He said it is beneficial to the development of the entertainment industry. The boy band is scheduled to hold 12 concerts in July and August at the Hong Kong Coliseum in Hong Kong. An infectious diseases expert says small COVID clusters, such as the one linked to a McDonald's restaurant in Taikuxing, are expected and shouldn't have a significant impact. Speaking on RTHK, Ho Pak Lung from the University of Hong Kong said that although some diners at the restaurant had been infected with an Omicron subvariant, they had all received at least two jabs, so there wasn't a high risk of them developing serious symptoms. He said the COVID situation in Hong Kong was stable. Overall, the daily caseload is around 200. This figure for the past month or so since the anti-epidemic measures were relaxed was generally expected. There's been no obvious rebound in case numbers or huge clusters of infections. Hong Kong is gradually returning to normal. There's strict border control, but it can't 100% block imported cases from getting into the community. The financial services chief, Christopher Hoy, says the government is reviewing regulation of online fundraising, adding that it expects to publish a consultation paper later this year. He was responding to lawmakers' questions about alleged alleged links between such fundraising and illegal activity. Mr Hoy said oversight of crowdfunding, crowdfunding campaigns should be beefed up. He spoke through an interpreter. We do not have a dedicated legislation or department or regulatory authority to deal with the various kinds of online crowdfunding. We plan to conduct consultation uh, this year, which will cover the specific contents of future regulatory framework, including scope of crowdfunding activities to be regulated, regulatory requirements applicable to different types of crowdfunding activities, such as whether application, registration, disclosure and account auditing, etc. is required. A new fleet of police armoured vehicles known as Sabretooth Tigers is expected to come into operation next month. The vehicles were manufactured on the mainland in a procurement process the force began four years ago. Wendy Wong has more. The police at the Electrical and Mechanical Services Department has already tested the fourth-generation armoured vehicles and that internal training of officers will be carried out this month. 
In a reply to an RTHK inquiry, the force said the new fleet of saber-toothed tigers can be equipped with various types of less lethal weapons and ammunition. It added that most law enforcement agencies around the world use armoured carriers during periods of riot and unrest or for anti-terrorism work. Authorities said that current Unimog models have been in service for over 10 years since March 2009. It said that wear and tear had been accelerated by their frequent deployment during the social unrest here in 2019 and 2020. In 2018, the force started the process to procure six armoured vehicles to replace the Unimogs. The tendering process was completed last October. And the weather forecast, mainly cloudy with a few showers, sunny intervals during the day tomorrow, Temperatures in the region of 25 and 29 degrees. Moderate south to southeasterly winds. The outlook, a few showers over the next few days. The temperature right now is 26 degrees with humidity of 92%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. Members of the government-appointed Pay Trend Survey Committee have endorsed proposed pay rises of up to 7.26% for civil servants amid criticism that its figures are out of touch. Speaking to reporters, the committee's chairman, Lee Lan Fai, said the results accurately reflected market realities. I think I should have to rethink about all the comments, and later on in our next meeting, we will consider the methodology, and then we'll bring all this for our discussion. President Xi Jinping has defended China's progress on human rights in a virtual meeting with UN human rights chief Michelle Bachelet. She's visiting the country to try to establish the facts over Beijing's network of camps in Xinjiang. Aaron Tam reports. Michelle Bachelet's six-day trip, which began on Monday, includes a visit to the far west region where her office last year said it believes Xinjiang's mostly Muslim ethnic Uyghurs have been unlawfully detained, mistreated and forced to work. Beijing denies the allegations. During the video call, President Xi told Ms. Bachelet that China's development of human rights suits its own national conditions and that among the various types of human rights, the rights to subsistence and development are vital for developing countries. Xinhua News Agency quoted Mr. Xi as saying that deviating from reality and copying wholesale the institutional model of other countries would not only fit badly with the local conditions, but also bring disastrous consequences. According to CCTV, Ms. Bachelet said the UN Human Rights Office is willing to strengthen cooperation with Beijing and make joint efforts to promote the progress of the global human rights cause. China has a crucial role to play within multilateral institutions in confronting many of the challenges uh, facing the world currently. So I look forward to deepening our discussions on these or other issues and hope my office can accompany efforts to strengthen the promotion and protection of human rights, justice and the rule of law for all. She was also reported to have told President Xi that she admires China's efforts and achievements in eradicating poverty, protecting human rights and realising economic and social development. Australia's economy minister has called on China to drop trade tariff if it wants tra- tariffs if it wants to thaw relations. That comes a day after Premier Li Keqiang congratulated newly elected Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese. Tensions between the countries have been high after Canberra called for a probe into the origins of the coronavirus pandemic and banned telecoms giant Huawei from building Australia's 5G network. 
China, Australia's biggest trading partner, responded by imposing tariffs on more than a dozen key industries, including wine, barley and coal. Treasurer Jim Chalmers called for China to immediately lift trade barriers. We would certainly like to see those sanctions and those tariffs lifted. They are damaging our economy. They are making life harder for some of our employers and workers here in Australia. And so, obviously, we would like to see uh, those measures lifted. That would be a really great start uh, when it comes to how we manage what is a a really complex relationship, uh, a relationship that has become more complex uh, over time. In response, Beijing said its trade practices are lawful and legitimate. At a daily news briefing, Foreign Ministry spokesperson Wang Wenbin said the country's measures on foreign imports were taken in strict accordance with Chinese laws and regulations and World Trade Organization rules. A healthy and stable China-Australia relationship is in line with the interests and aspirations of the people of China and Australia. China's position on the development of bilateral relations has been clear and consistent. We hope Australia will uphold the principle of mutual respect, mutual benefit and win-win cooperation in dealing with the relationship with China and work with us to bring back relations to the right track of sound and stable development. U.S. President Joe Biden has called for Americans to stand up to the gun lobby after an 18-year-old gunman killed 19 children and two teachers at an elementary school in the Texan town of Uvalde. The gunman, Salvador Ramos, was shot dead by police at the scene. I am sick and tired of it. We have to act. And don't tell me we can't have an impact on this carnage. I spent my career as a senator and a vice president working to pass common sense gun laws. We can and won't prevent every tragedy, but we know they work and have positive impact. The U.S. pharmaceutical giant Pfizer has announced it will sell some of its patented drugs at non-profit prices to the world's poorest countries. Launching the initiative at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Pfizer said it would focus on infectious diseases, cancer, inflammation, rare illnesses and women's health. Pfizer's chief executive is Albert Burla. Pfizer is excited and proud to launch an accord for a healthier world. Through this groundbreaking initiative, Pfizer will provide all its patented medicines and vaccines that are available in the U.S. or in the European Union on a non-for-profit basis to 1.2 billion people living in 45 lower-income countries. The company's COVID vaccine and antiviral treatments are included in the scheme. Britain's Prime Minister Boris Johnson has told Parliament he accepts full responsibility after reporting to parties held in government buildings during coronavirus lockdowns criticised leadership failings. Mr Johnson said he'd learned a lesson and hoped the government could now move on. Mr Speaker, in response to her interim report, Sue Gray acknowledges that very significant changes have already been enacted. She writes... And I quote, I am pleased that progress is being made in addressing the issues I raised. And she adds, since my update, there have been changes to the organisation and management of Downing Street and the Cabinet Office with the aim of creating clearer lines of leadership and accountability. And now these need the chance and time to bed in. Mr Johnson has faced renewed calls to resign from opposition parties. 
Sport and the British government has approved the sale of Chelsea Football Club to a consortium led by the American businessman Tom Boley. He's buying it from the Russian uh, oligarch Roman Abramovich. The licence for the deal was issued after the authorities verified the sale would not benefit Mr Abramovich, in line with sanctions imposed over Russia's war in Ukraine. Peter Kenyon is a former Chelsea chief executive. What Chelsea have demonstrated over the years that they built Chelsea up from 2003, where it was very mid-table and lower-table, to being one of the top teams in Europe. And I think with the backers that are coming in, that's obviously going to continue. So this morning, I think everybody will be relieved and that it's back to business as usual for Chelsea. And that's great news for English football, I think. In tennis, the women's fourth seed, Maria Sakkari of Greece and US Open champion Emma Raducanu are both out of the French Open. Sakari lost 7-6, 7-6 to world number 81, Karolina Mukova of the Czech Republic in the second round. Raducanu was beaten by Aleksandra Saznovic from Belarus in three sets, 3-6, 6-1, 6-1. The British teenager committed 33 unforced errors. In the NBA's Western Conference Finals, the Dallas Mavericks lived to fight another day beating Golden State by 119-109 to cut the Warriors' series lead to 3-1. But the game in Texas was overshadowed by the massacre at the elementary school in the state. Ahead of Game 4, Golden State coach Steve Kerr refused to talk about basketball, instead delivering a passionate condemnation of gun violence. Any basketball questions uh, don't matter. Um, Since we left shoot-around, 14 children were killed 400 miles from here. And a, and a teacher. And in the last 10 days, we've had elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo. We've had Asian churchgoers killed in Southern California. And now we have children murdered at school. When are we going to do something? Second round NHL playoff series between the Carolina Hurricanes and the New York Rangers is now a best of three affair. The Rangers beat the Hurricanes 4-1 in game four to tie their series at two games apiece. Elsewhere, the Edmonton Oilers took control of the Battle of Alberta, dousing the Calgary Flames 5-3 for a 3-1 series lead. A reminder of our top stories tonight. For the first time in Hong Kong, real name registration will be required of people buying tickets for concerts. The government says the policy is a way to stop scalping. A new fleet of police armoured vehicles known as Sabretooth Tigers is expected to come into operation next month. And President Biden has called for Americans to stand up to the gun lobby after an 18-year-old gunman killed 19 children and two teachers at an elementary school in Texas. And that's the news from RTHK.
I say you've probably heard the story that she died on a ham sandwich, or at least half of a ham sandwich. Uh, that was a story fed to the Hollywood Reporter back in the day in uh, the uh, 29th of July, I think it was, uh, around 74. But anyway, uh, basically, a lady who was a friend of Mama Cass, Sue Cameron, phoned to find out what happened because she'd heard that she just died and she was told by her manager alan carr who said that she died you've got to tell them he says you she died choking on a ham sandwich just go to your typewriter and write that there's half a ham sandwich on her nightstand so cameron said she didn't ask any questions and penned it out she wrote the story behind it and also uh, came clean about this in 2018 when she put a book out called hollywood secrets and scandals she didn't choke on a ham sandwich apparently it was the heart attack no drugs in the system or anything so it was pretty clean i suppose you could say how you doing we're into our second hour this wednesday night thanks for tuning in summer evening on the shores of the usa secret rendezvous they planned for days see your faces in a crowded cafe sound of laughter as the music plays Comes the night they met 